0: welcome to the very first hso dynamics matters podcast this i hope will become your regular sonic dive into the world of microsoft technology related matters and much more besides i'm michael london your host for this our first edition to the series where i'm joined by hso management director david little i don't want to give too much away but by the end you will know the most important first step to take before considering any technology agenda so grab a brew sit back relax and enjoy the show tea or coffee
1: coffee definitely in the mornings although later at night tea or lemon and ginger tea how do you have your coffee uh old-fashioned white with some sugar still it's very difficult to get sugar in some places (laughs) dog or cat uh dog definitely but although we've had cats too and the cat bossed the dog obviously
0: I think you should tell. I think you should tell the listeners the name of your dog because I think it's a fantastic name. Uh, my dog's name is Gordon. It is just a An fantastic, fantastic name, and he's ginger. And ginger, ginger Gordon. De Niro or Pacini? Pacini. Do you mean Pacino? I mean Al, Al Pacino. <laughs> I mean Al Pacino.
1: Yeah, definitely Al Pacino.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think De
1: Niro is overrated, but we've just made the podcast controversial.
0: You have just made that controversial because I love him as well. Um, Technology first or people first? Uh, Definitely people. No question. Okay. Which kind of leads me into the first question of this podcast. And that's really how important is technology overall in helping businesses succeed?
1: Um, Well, interesting. Um, It obviously is, but I don't think it has really delivered so i think the promise of it is incredibly important um but you know whether it's actually done that and i think that's that's one of the problems for a lot of businesses is that they some businesses may not see it as important because of its track record
0: yeah why do you think it's not delivering or why do you think it's not delivered
1: um well i i think it hasn't for most of its history um because I think it's been too technology-orientated. And you you asked about people or technology. You can't do one without the other. And I think it has been just far too uh, much about the technology will solve the problem uh, without the people side and the business
0: side. I was going to ask you then, how how could organisations turn that around? Is it to focus more on the... uh, business element of it, you know, trying to look out to what it is exactly where you want to take the business, what you want to achieve before you then think about, okay, well, how are we going to get there with the technology? I would say
1: uh, no, because um, people have always talked in those terms, like, you know, if we put together a strategic plan and layer the technology against it, um, it will work. I think there's been basically almost like a systemic um, problem within the industry, and um, going way back is that division between the worlds of business and IT. And it's only very recently that they've actually started to come together. So um, probably a good example of it coming together is when you look at maybe chief marketing officers that do e-commerce businesses, they're Mm -hmm. people who understand technology and business together, and they drive it forward using technology. In most businesses, traditionally, that's not been the case. The worlds have been miles apart of technology and business and therefore it's not succeeded it's not delivered it's ended up with a bad reputation and then it has also ended up not being supported by the business either so it becomes eventually a vicious circle
0: yeah so if you if you were going to offer some advice into organizations that might have caught themselves in that position or are thinking about the, the technology how how should they perhaps approach not the selection process as such, but how they go about solving the problems that they're, they're encountering. So if I can just go back,
1: uh, and I think it's um, I think it's useful to put it into historical terms and then the, the rapid changes that okay. are happening you now, because actually, if I answered that question, it would sound like the same answer as 10 years ago, 20 years ago, you know, these are the things that we need to do better yeah. and why it's changed. I think fundamentally it's changed because of, uh, the cloud. Um, and when, when when the cloud, first of all, came around, uh, a lot of people said, and I may have been one of them, well, what's the difference? It's just like a server somewhere else. It's just like outsourcing. But it then it's what then happened afterwards that has actually changed things rapidly because the cloud, um, it delivered things that very few IT departments could deliver themselves right. in terms of scale, security, and that sort of thing. And therefore, challenged the idea of having an internal IT department and its role. At the same time, outside of business technology, the cloud was obviously powering devices, mobile phones. So people saw the benefits of just you know how quickly things could be done, effectively uh, using uh, the cloud.
0: Do you think uh, the evolution of technology and the use of technology is the, the cloud has become kind of the main focus, or the main
1: benefit? Yeah. Or- I think where I'm going with this is that the cloud is the underlying enabler. It's almost like the first step because ultimately it is just a, a server. But what it's also meant. So whilst it's challenged the notion of what an internal IT department does, mm. it's also meant meant that the software, the next thing is, well, if you are going to have the cloud, you need to have standard software. There's no point in having, you know, as a single customer specific instance of software. What you need is basically a shared version of the software. Once you have that concept, then you have the concept of you can't customize it. Expensive customization is not an option anymore. Um, you can't change the system. Um, if you customize around the system, you can't then upgrade the system. So that makes projects simpler um, and faster, and also forces business involvement
0: in those projects because you, you basically need to work around uh, customization. Do you think there needs to be more alignment generally between IT and business, just as a, a matter of course of change? Com- completely. And th- there have been good examples in the past where
1: the business, you know, there have been very good IT people on the board of businesses and, and they've done well. But traditionally, they have operated in uh, in completely different worlds um, and most boards of directors would not have a technology representative on the board. Um, it would be reporting into finance. Uh, generally, sometimes into supply chain or uh, some operations function, but generally, didn't have a seat at the board, and, wow. and that I think said it all. You think? Do you think that's a mistake? It, it is, and um, even today, many businesses still don't have technology literate boards um, and CEOs, and that is uh, particularly um, as we hopefully come out of COVID. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a complete, um, you know, non debate anymore. Um, If if businesses don't understand how technology can help make their businesses more flexible and help redefine the services that they sell, then they're basically not going to get through this. And I think businesses have had the shock of COVID uh, in in many cases to really understand. They have to basically properly
0: embrace technology, not just invest in it, but really embrace it. and And that's very different. It's a strange um, paradox, isn't it? You've got something that's been quite unrelenting and been quite horrible in, in COVID in this pandemic, but it has almost forced a lot of businesses to change their mindset when it comes to their approaches to technology. So it's, oh, it's, it's an awful paradox to, to kind of those two things but do you think do you think the change is going to be a permanent one or do you think this is just kind of that shock and we'll get back to normal and things go back to the way where it versus business or do you think it's more permanent than that i think it is permanent i think it's um because the other businesses it's a bit of a um
1: maybe a cliche and it's sometimes overstated those other businesses won't survive but i think it's now more apparent that those businesses won't survive. And also I think um, when you become technology literate, you don't become untechnology literate. You start to see the, the opportunities that it brings. I mean, one of the examples that I sometimes use is a bit silly example, but you can set up a a business could set up a WhatsApp group that would immediately provide business benefit. That's how easy it is to deliver a mini IT project nowadays compared to the old days when you couldn't do a single thing without it taking six or 12 months or or even more so the cloud has enabled that speed of change and it's broken down if you like the role or taken away a large part of the technical role of IT departments it's then forced them to become more business orientated and, and more project orientated um, and I think that's irreversible, but it still needs to needs to continue um and and accelerate. And there's still a lot of businesses that are thinking yeah, in an old school way mm. and need to you know run quite quickly to catch up.
0: Do you know how is Microsoft helping um that change? Because I hear um the, you know platforms like Dynamics 365 being broken down so that the valuable elements of it can be used with other IT infrastructure. If you have an SAP infrastructure, you can still use parts of dynamics as part of it. So how do you see Microsoft helping there? Yeah, Microsoft has been massive and it's been
1: amazing to watch things that seemed impossible, which is effectively dismantling their system. So they used to talk about um, monolithic um, IT or monolithic ERP, just a massive big lump of code that was incredibly difficult. And what they've done is they've had a very clear vision which is to dismantle it and also to make it interoperable with other technologies so it's not just about you know the erp dominates our erp dominates it's actually you can work with somebody else's hr system you can work with somebody else's data um, and still use the analytics suite from microsoft so that that idea of being able to do things quicker and make them interoperable is is absolutely key and then when businesses start to see that they can get benefits quickly they then can do a lot more projects so then then we get out of the, the vicious circle and into a virtuous circle of of, of rapidly doing projects rapidly doing benefits um, and microsoft is doing an incredible amount to facilitate that not just in the technology they're trying to um you know but also in the way that they approach customers too they're trying to help um customers become better at implementations, their partners do, do things in a standard way to make sure that those benefits get delivered
0: uh, more reliably and, and more quickly. There was a piece of advice that you would give to uh, an organisation that was looking to take advantage of Microsoft technology, for example, because they had a particular pain point that wouldn't allow their business to grow in a particular way. Where should they Where would you advise that they start in their consideration of how to go about solving those problems?
1: So they need a change management agenda um, at the heart of the business um, and it's not something that is, I think when when they have a real understanding of what change management means, it means by definition it grows across all parts of the business, it's not something that you can just delegate. Um, so businesses can get help from us for example around change management but ultimately, that's about facilitating them to become good at change management in their business. And it has to become, has to permeate the whole business. Um, it, it's bottom up in terms of people pulling the system in, but it's also it's the top down um, enablement and facilitation of, of that technology. I mean, that, that is the number one thing.
0: I really hope you enjoyed the first edition. It was a real pleasure recording it and chatting with David who always has a ton of insight to share. And in this case, including the fact he has a ginger dog called Gordon, which is a terrific conversation piece if you're ever lucky enough to spend time with him. David, that is not Gordon. Stay tuned for more Dynamics Matters podcasts, as we'll be releasing these weekly now. You can expect topics around how to build an agile business, why your analytics is lying to you, how to create a modern workplace, and much, much more. Make sure you visit www.hso.com forward slash dynamics hyphen matters. Until then, take care of yourselves.